Hello and welcome to the Chelsea News Podcast with me, your host Jack. In today's episode, we will be talking about Wesley Fofana being confirmed as a Chelsea player, Joseph Gavardiol being linked to the move to Chelsea for next summer, and what this Chelsea team needs today in what is the final day of the 2022 transfer window. This will be a scripted episode as opposed to some of the content that I've been producing recently, so hopefully it will be packed with even more information than usual video. Hopefully, as well, possibly in a smaller package, as some of the videos I've tended to do as of late have been very long form and tend to be kind of over the 20 minute mark, which I still kind of want to maintain doing them, but I also kind of want to bring back the smaller, shorter, scripted videos. I find it's more fun to have a bit of variation in there, and it means that I can write the scripts out and about and give you more content on the channel. Um, it also means I can kind of use the scripts on my website and for other places and it's just it's more content and I enjoy making these so I'm gonna I'm gonna be doing hopefully a bit more scripted videos in the meantime before I go any further into the video please can I remind you to like and subscribe follow all of my social media accounts they should be set up nicely inside of the link tree which should be in the description of the video and is in my channel on YouTube uh, this leads you to do like everything with the channel, including like my Instagram page, my website, all of my YouTube channels, my second channel, my YouTube Shorts channel, all of, all of those, all of that stuff. The Instagram page is mainly used for like updates as to what videos are coming when. Like the the video idea usually comes far before most videos actually come out because of the whole editing process and lots of different things happen in the world of football. And that can lead me on to just exploring different avenues of what to look at. And some things such as general videos that don't have to be recorded or released at a certain time before they expire and can be put onto the back burner. So other other content ideas can be looked at before them. A very good example of such is the video I mentioned on my Instagram account looking at Kai Havertz where he plays his best football and taking a look at him and some of the other Chelsea stars both past, present and like and some prospects for the future possibly including the likes of now Real Madrid forward Eden Hazard. As you can probably tell, this video doesn't really have an expiry date. Um, and for right now, I'm focused on presenting to you the Transfer Deadline Day Roundup. Sorry for, the, for, sorry for the digression there. I have to just get through everything I'm kind of doing and what everything's going to be on and how I'm going to be doing stuff on this channel. And it's, I'm trying to sort everything out and any... Anything that we can get onto there is absolutely amazing. And yeah, I have the majority of stuff on here. And if I can get everything out to you on here, that would be awesome. And as many followers as I can get on there is great. Anyway, uh, on my link tree, there's all sorts of stuff. On my website, I haven't really talked about it much on this channel, I don't think. But there's longer pieces of writing that I've done. There's uploads of my podcast on there. Everything you need is in one place. That's like where I do most of my stuff on there. Like and even the script for this video that I'm reading this off of now will be very soon on there. Pretty much straight after the video is uploaded. Um, like as soon as I can get stuff out, I put it onto every platform, onto Spotify, onto YouTube, onto websites, uh, and it's just. I don't know, I'm just really, really trying to push like the podcast as many different places at once in the hopes that one will really, really gain traction. Um, there's also some older podcast episodes, which I've not done scripted, which are on there just simply as uh, 
simply as scripts because I've put them through a program which will convert like the speech into text and then from that if you don't want to listen to a whole 30 minute podcast of me just talking you can find it on there and it might be somewhat easier for you to listen to or read sorry should you want to and if that is the case that is there and that is actively being worked upon in order to make the Chelsea News Podcast website better and better consistently as I strive for improvement on this channel and with no further ado sorry for the long intro that was almost four minutes now let me get on to the actual video after all of that talking about everything on different platforms and allow me to present to you some content on here the first talking point of today is the signing of Wesley Fofana being confirmed by Chelsea this summer for a fee in the region of about 70 million pounds which makes him the world's most expensive defender of all time with add-ons included people may say that this is like not the world's most expensive defender but reportedly with add-ons this deal could go up to 85 or 90 million pound should lots and lots of random add-ons be included into the deal Wesley Fofana I've talked about him previously about Chelsea's pursuit of him and I have genuinely talked glowingly about how much I like him in terms of his footballing abilities and how much I like him as a player and for a fee of around £70 million without add-ons I think he has no pressure to start with because he's not yes he's a very expensive defender but I think that right now Chelsea's kind of main main problem was at centre-back at the start of this summer and I think Chelsea have more than like fixed it with Wesley Fofana people were saying that kind of it'd be in the region of about 80 million pounds which would make him the most expensive defender in the world I think it's good that he didn't have that pressure as Harry Maguire did and it looks as though now a deal has been struck for about 70 million pounds and Leicester reportedly have to let him go for less as they were expecting uh, a bit more and just couldn't get it because of their financial problems hampering them and making them as of right now or as I'm recording this on deadline day this will probably go out tomorrow obviously um, as of right now they're the only club in Europe's top five leagues not to not have made a single signing throughout the whole of the transfer window and so Leicester have thought have wanted to like reinvest however much they ended up getting for, from Fana, and it seems as though they're at Chelsea's mercy in respect to the fee is reportedly anything above 70 million pounds they just couldn't afford to turn down which is still a good fee for a defender who let's not forget had a major leg break injury which ruled him out for the majority of last season and even Chelsea's signing of him is somewhat of a risk for the club so both sides have done fairly well out of the deal as Chelsea have left Leicester with an already top tier centre-back who has the potential to become possibly even the best in the world for a fee that's 30 million less than what Manchester United paid for a winger who only had 12 goals and assists in the Eredivisie last season which I think personally at least represents good business at the club Fofana will be an amazing addition to the club and comes into the team as a player who everyone expects to start in this Chelsea team and will surely help to further solidify this team's defence the Chelsea defence looks to be set for this season especially with the quality and depth that we have in this year's squad for it at left wing back we have Ben Chilwell and Mark Kukurea who are two top quality left wing backs and who are both honestly I believe would walk into any team in world football right now fighting it out for the starting berth there this is really a massive relief we got a player like Cucurella in this transfer window as a backup for Chilwell because we all know Ben Chilwell struggled in terms of injuries at the club and he was one of the most important players at Chelsea when fit uh, when we won the Champions League last year or year before now 
Just overall, he's one of Chelsea's best players when he's fully fit. Cucurella, though, I don't expect to simply just be a deputy. He has all the starting quality to push Chilwell all the way for a starting berth. And that's what he's doing as Chelsea's starting left-back uh, right now, I think. He's probably Chelsea's starting player there. I think Ben Chilwell's still recovering from his injury last year, and that kind of ruled him out for the whole season. This was a major position on the pitch which he, which needed looking at. And now, evidently, it's been rectified by the £60 million capture of the Spaniard from Brighton last summer. At centre-back, I'm not particularly interested in where they play along the back three. More just the players that we have there. Obviously, first up, there's Thiago Silva, the veteran centre-back we got is it two years ago now, uh, when, when it was under Frank Lampard in his second season at the club. He's performed so well for us since he's joined from what at the time was Thomas Tuchel's Paris Saint-Germain team. And despite his age, he's probably the best or second best centre-back that we have at the club right now. And is probably up there. Is one of the best in the world right now. Um, he's somewhat slowing down the quantity of games he can play. And reportedly, he's going to be dropping down to about 10 or 20 games per season next year. And it's kind of everyone thinks and is thought to be reserved for the biggest games and the biggest competitions in kind of the league and in cup competitions so as not to injure him or tire him past the point of no return when he does play he is genuinely class and he's rightly considered one of the best defenders in the Premier League even at his old age and puts masterclass after masterclass in for the Blues second centre-back we have probably going along I'm going to do the front three uh, like the starting three players who I expect to probably start in the biggest games for Chelsea I think now I'm going to go for the second centre-back is going to be Khalidou Koulibaly. Uh, he's arrived aged 30 for a fee of around £33 million, which is a testament to how good he is, even though he's already hit the age of 30. He's consistently performed in Europe and in Italy, which is known as the best league in the world for defending, and he's put himself up there in the same bracket as players such as Virgil van Dijk over the last few years. He's truly been a beast at Napoli, and if we can see the best of him in a Chelsea shirt, then Koulibaly will prove to be an excellent signing for the Blues at only about €30 million. Euros. Then, of course, we have Wesley Fofana, who's just arrived at the club and comes with the Premier League pedigree and has so much potential and can become one of the best in the world should he be able to overcome his leg break at the Blues. He arrives with many plaudits and I believe he will slot really nicely into this Chelsea team and could learn a lot off the likes of Kaladu Koulibaly and Thiago Silva in defence this year. They're most likely the starting centre-backs this year with the likes of Trevor Chalabar deputising as well as Cucurella and Aspi being able to cover for a centre-back if they're needed. I know that Cucurella can play at left centre-back as he has done at Brighton for a little bit of last year. And as Pete obviously we saw him kind of deputise all over the pitch, including left-back and centre-back last year. There hasn't really been any change at the left-back slot, despite it being talked about considerably that Spanish right-back Aspi would move to Barcelona this summer. But nothing kind of emerged from that. And of course, we have a player who right now is the best right-back in the world football in Rhys James. Denzel Dumfries was talked about, but... Obviously, that move didn't come to fruition from Inter Milan. That would have been nice to have another right-back there to cover, but honestly, it's not needed. Rhys James is amazing, and we have Aspi, who could do a more than good job at the club. That completes the defence, which looks to be, in my eyes at least, probably the best in the world for now. I don't think there's anything else needed in that for deadline day. Probably the best in the world, both for now and the future, as there is kind of a nice blend of experience and youth in there. And hopefully that should see us like deep into every competition we compete in next year. 
Finally, the last thing I'm going to talk about on this transfer deadline day podcast is the much talked about pursuit of RB Leipzig defender Josep Gavardiol in somewhat of a kind of odd move by the club, with Chelsea reporting like reportedly wanting to pay seventy million pounds for the defender this summer, uh, for him then to move to the club next summer. There have been rumours that this is to avoid FFP or something of that ilk, and according to reports, that is what it seems to be. The only major issue regarding this is, for me is that what what would happen if you picked up like a major leg injury at Leipzig, and between that, that could cause like a massive problem for Chelsea if they pay £70 million for a defender for him not to be able to play properly because of an injury. Presuming all is good though, and he doesn't sustain any major injuries at Leipzig, he is an amazing signing for the club and he truly is one of the best centre-backs in world football and is being talked about and held in a really high regard across the world and Manchester City were reportedly in for an £80 million move for him only this summer as they were previously looking at centre-backs to bolster their squad. There's no longer a problem for Manchester City there, uh, there though as they've obviously gone out and got Swiss centre-back Akanji from Dortmund as their new backup centre-back as opposed to going out and getting Guardiola who would have, in my eyes, been a better signing for them at 80 million than Akanji is at 20. Gavardiol is a level above many of the other centre-backs at his age, possibly even the best in the world at what he does. And if Chelsea can get him, he will shore up that Chelsea defence for many years to come. And with the defence of him and Fafana going into the future, that's a very promising one for the club. Finally, as I wrap this up now, I think that Chelsea need a striker to, to complete this team. I think they're going for players such as Barcelona's. About Miang is probably the wrong move. I know that's been, or is being talked about being confirmed today, as I think the player is in London as we speak. Uh, there was talks of a swap move going through with Marcus Alonso and Abamyang with, was it £15 million on top of that? As Barcelona have obviously been chasing Marcus Alonso all summer. I think that's probably the wrong move. I've expressed my feelings before on a podcast episode that I think Thomas Tuchel probably should be backed regardless of who he wants so I think he's kind of earned the right to I think possibly the best option for Chelsea right now could be go could be possibly going out to sign Cristiano Ronaldo from Manchester United as he'd fit the club system due to the fact that with Chelsea's wing backs crossing the ball into the box for a player to finish constantly he could score bucket loads of full of goals and he wouldn't need to be massively mobile as he has been mocked at Manchester United about not being, I think Chelsea possibly could submit a cheeky bid for the player about £5 million, seeing as Manchester United don't want the player, and if they accept it, Ronaldo can come to Chelsea and go crazy with how many goals he could score. And if not, Chelsea should probably rely on Armando Brozier a bit more, rather than simply just relying on Kai Havertz, who's playing at a position at striker right now. I think he's more suited to that number 8 position. I'll talk more on it on, obviously, that episode about Kai Havertz and Eden Hazard, but I think that, yeah, I think we should either get Aubameyang if Tuchel wants him, get Ronaldo possibly, or just rely on Armando Brozier more, just get get Havertz out of that position. Anyway, this has been my takes regarding the transfer deadline day. Thank you for listening to the Chelsea News Podcast. I've been your host, Jack. If you enjoyed the video, don't forget to like and subscribe as well, and checking out all of my other social medias in my link tree, as I mentioned. What do you think about all of my opinions on these players? Are they right or wrong? Thank you for listening. Goodbye.